Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Star Wars universe is constantly expanding. So how the heck are you going to keep tabs on it without a holocron? And where in the rim can I score the juiciest news and rumors? Ah, you seek State of the Empire, nerdy show's Star Wars speculation podcast that looks for news in Alderaan places. We dig into the Sarlacc pit of the internet for the hottest intel in the galaxy far, far away, make Indiana Jones inquiries, and keep watch for the latest on Willow. Head to nerdyshow.com slash Star Wars. It's the show you're looking for. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 121. Wow. Cool. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, Jonathan. With me is uh, the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew, Hello. the world traveler. Oh. And uh, as always, King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Bash Brigade, the wild card. The tan lines that I got from Los Angeles have sadly faded away. Oh, yeah, just kind of fade back to pale. You had tan lines? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, some pretty good ones, pretty decent ones. I don't tan. Like, I don't tan at all, really. I don't even well, burn that's, well, that's the thing. Like, if you live in Massachusetts and you're pale like I am, you don't tan, you just burn. Yeah. But in California, where the humidity isn't as bad as it is in Massachusetts, you actually get some pretty decent color on yourself. Hmm. You spend all, all day uh, rollerblading down the sidewalks and stuff? Down the pier? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Do I didn't do that. Smoking your weed. Yeah. Does uh, <laughs> being like the, the, no other life actually exists. No, do, come on. No, no, no. The worst thing I did on California was go to a strip club, and even that was tame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a life adventure that I, I don't think I'm ever going to pursue. How did you end up doing that? <laughs> uh, just you know. Um, my sister's fiance took me out for a guy's night out. We went to Amoeba Music. He showed me around Beverly Hills, and then it just ended at a strip club. This is the PG version because I don't want to go into the more hard PG thirteen version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank wait, you. Wait, wait, wrong way. Whistle <laughs> Thank you, Whistle Coon. Whistle Coon, Whistle Coon, and that must mean right around the corner is News Bells John. Save. Send us your fan art. <laughs> <laughs> Save by the bell, John. By the, yeah. Uh, okay. So, one of the pieces of news that it, Evan provided pretty much all the news within this time span that... You're um, welcome. Yeah, one of the coolest things that you had sent to us was the uh, Crunchyroll thing teaming up with 
Sumitomo and mm-hmm. Gri. Uh, they're mobile gaming companies that are in Japan, I believe, and Crunchyroll's teaming up with them to bring popular anime mobile games over to the U.S. They're, they're starting to localize some stuff in the same way that our friends at Manga Gamer localize visual novels. Crunchyroll is really picking everything up that is anime that we don't normally get here in the States. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. It is, because they've kind of, like, talk about a success story of people who are doing illegal things all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know, Crunchyroll used to be illegal straight, now they're yeah. bringing mobile games over to us. So we should mention what the first game is that they're bringing over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I was actually just about to fill the dead air with that. <laughs> um, yes, uh, they are bringing over the, I believe it's a mobile visual novel version of, uh, is it Run Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, right? Yep. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome news. I mean, I I don't know what the trend exactly in Japan is of visual novels on mobile devices, but I imagine that it's a very appealing platform that could be used. Yeah, it could be yeah. pretty easy. I mean, it's, I mean, kill your battery life and maybe but, your data. But visual novel data or visual novel processing is so low. very weak. It's yeah. just, very it's just, weak. It's all art. But even still, though, I can imagine, you know, I just play mobile games on my phone sometimes, and I've stopped doing it because my phone gets so hot. Well, I mean, you uh, you look, I mean, if, even if you go to our friends over at Manga Gamer, you look at their games, and they're like, this, uh, this visual novel requires Windows 10. Or a Pentium 2. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. It runs on Windows 95, yeah. if, if you're okay with that. <laughs> so. if, if you're down in the 90s. It runs on Microsoft DOS. Yeah. We had Duke 3D on DOS. I know. If you could run Duke, run Duke Nukem 3D on DOS, then you can run a visual novel on DOS. I mean, like, most of the games, I think the biggest game that I've ever gotten from Mountain Game was, like, a gig. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how big the Kappa 3 is. I can't remember how big... Um, Eden was. Eden. That was a long game. Yeah, Eden was really long. So that was awesome, and I hope that we get things like the Kenosuba game, yep. and... Yeah, and new The game. new game game. New game game. That would be awesome. I would love to have the new game game. <laughs> and, <laughs> and can I say, too, because I did bring this up on my podcast, on my most recent episode... Wouldn't it be cool if, like, Crunchyroll found a way to, like, convince the creator of New Game to help bring Peko to life? I would love to play that. That's, like, an actual good idea. I mean... Yes. Now, are they basing the games that they're making in New Game off of games that already exist? So that I, For the actually... life of me, I can't find anything that looks at all similar to Peko. Interesting. What was that like? Game? I like fairy story was obviously like Final Fantasy yeah. or Chrono Cross and like that, but Peko is like this is an original idea that could work. What was that game that came out in the Xbox era where all the characters were like this cute evil empire? Oh yeah, bent, bent on committing genocide on all ugly creatures. That's right. What was that called? Was Viva it? Pinata? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about because we played it for quite a while, and it wasn't a good game, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, Raises Hell. Yeah. It was called Raises Hell. Yeah. And uh, you played the character Raise, who was this ugly creature uh, of this race of other ugly creatures, quote unquote, and these cute plushy 
characters, which are also kind of ugly themselves. Uh, They're, like, cute in the stereotypical cute sunshine and pink rainbows kind of way. Yeah. Like, Happy Tree Friends kind of cute. No. No, Happy Tree Friends is actually cute. Yeah. However, the violence was like Happy Tree Friends. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. But, but but like, the characters in Happy Tree Friends are actually cute, but, like, the characters in this work... Were pseudo-cute. It it was, yeah, it was pseudo-cute. They reminded me of if... Uh, Katamari Damacy was made in the style of Teletubbies. Yes. That's like, uh, so Katamari Damacy and Teletubbies had a love child. That's what the creatures in this game look like, the cute creatures. Um, and you played Ray as this ugly character who uh, ate bugs, and the de- depending on the color bug that he ate was the power that he got, and he also had this really big claw-like knife that you could do stealth kills on these creatures. <laughs> it was so ridiculously <laughs> and the, violent. And the comedy was pretty funny yeah for, for a game that didn't do very well it was still pretty funny yeah uh so that reminds me of peko that's the game that i went uh, and when i'm watching them do new game and it's like oh this little uh creature except you know. peko is actually cute yeah, yeah like peko is adorable okay so here's the uh next argument from new game for anybody who has seen the most recent episode or one of the most recent episodes, who do you think actually won the key visuals? Uh, oh, between Alba's picture and... Yeah. Uh, and who should have Kelly's actually picture? been the key visual artist for the game? I think Alba should have. You I think so? See, but... I liked Ko's. See, they, they created two different visuals that sold two different messages for the game. Right. So, um... Like, Yagami's, like, message was more of the stabby-stabby-kill-kill, whereas Alba's was more of the, like, concealment kind of message. Right. One was stealth and one was action. But I think Ko's illustration illustrated a better picture of what the game actually was. Yeah. Where Alba's was more of an illustration that would have... It would have been a teaser. Yeah, like a teaser or an in-game illustration. Ko's was definitely more to sell a video game yeah. than than Alba's was. But Alba's was very, very good. Yeah, I like yeah. both. I'm still on Team Yagami Ko, yeah. though, all the way. Uh, <laughs> she's not a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> um, she's not a lesbian. She can't be a lesbian because she's my waifu. Right? Yeah, right. Like, that's, exactly. <laughs> that's the only logical reasoning behind that. Honestly, as, as much as they're pushing the Yuri factor in New Game... I I can't tell if it's pseudo-Yuri or if it's actual Yuri. Because you know how they make those things where it's just like, these characters could be lesbians, but we don't know, but they're definitely doing lesbian things, and then there's the You mean like every romantic comedy that takes place in an all-girls school? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. And, and I mean, everything that's coming out of new game fan art is just all Yuri. <laughs> yeah. Not that they weren't complaining, but yeah, it's all Yuri. Eh. How can you have a waifu if they're a lesbian? <laughs> it doesn't work that way, Evan. We can't have waifus if they're lesbians. Right, they become our friendos. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be friendo. <laughs> you got friendos owned oh. <laughs> They're cartoon characters, people. They are. <laughs> friendos owned. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
All right, who's got another piece of news? <laughs> well, that's well. The way you said Flindizone sounded manly, which I think would lead us to the other big anime video game news, which is the developers of Yakuza are making a Fist of a North Star video game. Okay, so is this a Fist of a North Star video game, or is it a Yakuza mod? Nope, this is a full blown. Fist of the North Star video game made by the developers of Yakuza. Okay. And I am stoked as hell. Yeah, that sounds pretty this. cool. So, how is this going to be different than any of the other two Musos that have already come out for Fist of the North Star? It didn't say it was a Muso. No, it's not going to be a Muso. It kind of looked like it. From from the trailers that I saw. Okay, so first off. The di- okay, the, the, the main difference is that the story is going to be amazing because when it comes to Yakuza, they've got the best stories in any video game yeah so when they're going to adapt fist of the north star for this it is going to be outstanding yeah um uh, what was i watching recently about how they put such subtle hints of comedy in there too they create this world that is very tongue-in-cheek but also very serious at times Mm -hmm. so it's they've got this great balance Uh, like if you haven't played the yakuza games yet Yakuza Zero came out uh, in the beginning of the year. They just came out with the the remake of the first one. They just announced that they're coming out with a remake of the second one. So this is a good time to start getting into the series. Yeah, I might have to. I highly recommend it. Like I, Yakuza is hands down my favorite video game series out of everything out there. I've got a couple of releases to talk about. Um, well, uh, Evan, you sent us the news that A Silent Voice is hitting theaters in October. Yep, which October I'm 20th. super psyched about. Uh, I was too. at Barnes & Noble the other day, which, and they had the entire series of A Silent Voice already on the shelves. It was volumes one through seven. Wow. I didn't know wow. how long it was, and we're getting a oh, film. Oh, it's longer than that. that. Probably, but they are. No, had- no, I know for a fact, because I have it on my Crunchyroll Manga app, and I think it's up to uh, chapter 131. Jeez. Cool. And now this is a story about a girl who is deaf. And she comes to a new school and... No, no, no. Uh, the the kid who's the main character that they show in the trailer yeah. used to bully her. You're like, him and his friends used to bully her. Uh-huh. And then they meet again, and now he's, like, atoning for how he bullied her as a younger kid. Now he's an older kid, and he's helping take care of her and their friends. Gotcha. Um... I don't want to go into any spoilers because I don't want it spoiled for my for, for me myself because I don't. That's all I know about it. Same here. That's uh, all I know about it myself. Yeah, and and it looks absolutely gorgeous, yeah. absolutely amazing. So how that's, about that's where that discussion ends because I really want to just experience it for myself. Yeah. How about that other um, film that's coming out too that has to do with a girl who's dying of cancer? I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it is. I forget what the Japanese title of it is, but I know that it translates into I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it's a it's another movie in the same light about this girl who's pretty much living out her last year in school while she's dying of cancer. And I think that... I, I forget who posted I think it was Crunchyroll, actually. That's another one. And what's the deal with all these... Really sad, really emotionally hard-hitting things coming out. Because, Evan, you just put out a review for a short story from the guy who wrote Five Centimeters Per Second and, right. your, and your name. She and Her Cat. Yep. Which is a really great read, and I do highly recommend people check out the uh, anime prequel that's on Crunchyroll. Because there's a they actually made an episode, a uh, short four-episode series that focuses on the characters when they were in high school. And... 
the manga version and the original short version version is based off of her being out of college and in a job and her just trying to just find her place in this world while her cat just watches and tries to be the best cat as possible. That's <laughs> pretty awesome. I didn't know that was on Crunchyroll. What's it called? She and her cat. She and her cat. <laughs> so, oh. it's all That one's also uh, at, at Barnes & Noble. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I recommend it. It's very good. It's a, it's a great read. And the anime itself, I will say the anime version will make you cry a little bit more than the manga version. But with that being said, you'll get a really good understanding of what this character is going through in the manga version. Mm-hmm. So you guys mentioned something interesting because I have my personal news that I want to talk about. This is my news update that I'm bringing to the show that I can't go to see your name with you guys in theaters on October 20th. You because... mean a silent voice? Yeah. <laughs> um, Although I want to see your name as well. I yeah, that's, seen it. That's, on, that's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD soon. But I can't go see that with you guys in theaters because I am going to be away in Japan. Yep. So, oh. so when you guys, so you guys will be on the show on your own, and actually Victoria is going to be able to join us as well. So it'll be basically you three probably taking over the show while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> on uh, September twenty second, I will be flying out to Japan, uh, Taiwan. I'll be flying out to Taiwan first. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am going to Taiwan for film training. And Very nice. I will be training for two weeks. And then we will be we will be flying over to Okinawa, Japan, where I will be filming for twenty one days. And then I am going to fly back to Taiwan to finish in post production and editing. And then after that is all said and done, I am gonna be flying myself over to mainland Japan and spending about two and a half to three days over there and then flying home. I had always planned on going to Japan next year in 2018, either the spring or the summer. But because I'm already going to be there in that area, after the seminar and training session is over, I'm just going to fly over to Japan myself. Yeah, but you're only going to be there for two days. There's no way that you can see everything that you want to see in two days. I probably won't. I went there for a week ten years ago, and I didn't see everything. Well, see, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to spend some time in the main places that I want to go see. So I'll probably spend a day in Akihabara and maybe a little bit of time in Ikebukuro. So those are the two places I'll visit. And then, and then on the third day, he'll spend the entire time waiting in line to get into a maid cafe that he'll probably not get into. Honestly, I really have absolutely no interest in going to a maid cafe. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually shocked about that. Yeah, no, I have really, truly no interest in going to that yeah. and subjecting myself to that. Well, after we've already talked about articles on our show, like we've personally talked about how you know, maid cafes or the maids who work in maid cafes hate their jobs anyways. Well, <laughs> I also, I also kind of think that speaking English is not, it's, it's almost like I should have to know how to speak Japanese in order to go to a maid cafe. Yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So here's another question. How are you going to communicate while you're over there? Well, I know my survival Japanese and I know how to break down basic sentence structures. Yeah. Lots um, of hand waving. What's that? Like lots of hand waving. I want. Yeah. You can't see what I'm doing because <laughs> it's great for radio. It's good for radio. <laughs> um, yeah, no. As long as I know sumimasen, domo, and pedo, 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 pedo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know a bunch of sentences. Like I know 
if, I, if I'm on the train, I know how to ask what the next station is. You know, if I, I'm going to Akihabara, it'd be like, Sumimasen, uh, Sugi wa Akihabara desu ka? And then they'll be like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, Akihabara uh, ja arimasen. And then there'll be Iku, Ikubukuro desu. And then, you know. Gaijin baka. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh. Okay, Gaijin. You know, and then if, if that's the case, that means, oh, I'm on the wrong train. And then, um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I know my basic sentence structures and I, I just don't know enough vocabulary, but I know enough Japanese, survival Japanese, where I could go around and buy food and find out where places are. And Do you know how to ask, can you, do you speak English? Uh, Sumi do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I I forget what the word for English is. There was it's Eggledamakadimaska. Was that Eggledamakadimaska? It's a because uh, um because I know how to say... English is ego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lego my ego. <laughs> yeah, I I know how to say I don't speak Japanese. Where I could be say sumimasu or um yeah no sumimasen. Nihongo de wa Yeah, niho, Nihongo nai. I can just say Nihongo nai. Um, you know, sumimasen Nihongo nai. I can't speak Japanese. I also know how to, like, point at things and say, what is the name of that thing? Um, so, Nandesuka. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it specifically, you just say, um, oh, great, great. Now I'm being put on the spot on the, on the radio <laughs> show. So I, I, I actually studied this phrase to say, what is this thing? Uh, or what is the name of that thing? And it's, um... Kore ga nandesuka. No, uh, anato, anato wa namen arimasen desuka, I think. You, what, well, anato wa is you are... Uh... I don't think that's right. Oh, no, no, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, uh, wa, na, wa namen... I'll, I'll figure it out later. You yeah. gotta, you gotta w- watch more Tokyo Y, Andrew. I, no, it's not Tokyo Y, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, band? uh, Japanese-y. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a there's a show on the NHK network called Japanesey that t- teaches you how to break down basic sentence structures and using uh, survival Japanese. So it's a really good show, and you should watch it on the NHK because I apparently am a trendsetter of having people watch the NHK. But that's where I'm going, and I just know I'm going over to film. But I do know that it's going to be half half animation and half live action, and because I have the degree in animation. Uh, they might actually have me work with some of the animation team and actually see what they do for projects like this. And as well as me going on, being on the film set, obviously, but I think they want me to also visit with the animation team. Well, I would say that you're going over there. If you're going over there to film a movie, then you're going to probably be more advanced than most of the people over there. Probably. Probably, probably. yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's a seminar. And apparently, I was talking to the guy who I'm going with, um, and apparently the people who are going, who are also in the training seminar, because not, not everybody's going for training. There's, f- I think, four of us going for training, and everybody else is a regular film staff. Uh-huh. All of us kind of have a background in this, so they might start our classes a little bit more advanced than they usually do. Mm. Because we all know what we're doing yep. for most of the part. We all know editing, we all know photography, we all know filmmaking. Oh, that's good. So nice. nobody's going to have to start from level zero, which is really good. Uh, I also know where all the arcades are on Okinawa, and I also know where the secondhand manga shop is and the sh- and the Shonen Jump store. <laughs> so if we have any free time from our filming, I can go to round one 
and try to win some claw machine stuff, or I can go to a secondhand manga store and try to find all of Elfin Lead. And, and change one, two, three for me. And change one, two, three for Jonathan. <laughs> and Or I could go to the Shonen Jump store and see what they have over there, buy a bunch of Naruto stuff. It's all One Piece. It's all One Piece. <laughs> one Piece is cool, but I, I haven't read it yet, so I don't. I can't really contribute to a One Piece Look at discussion. all this One Piece. <laughs> but I'm super excited. This is so exciting for me. And you should be. It sounds like you're going to have a blast there. Yeah, and even if I'm just going to be spending a couple days over in Japan, and I have very specific things that I want to do, one of which is spend an entire day at Akihabara and buy stuff, and then go to Ikebukuro and maybe go to the Shonen Jump theme park. Um, oh yeah, I, the Shonen Park, the Shonen Jump theme park. That sounds like it would be a blast. Yeah, I, I've seen videos of it, and it seems like a pretty cool place. But there's also Sega Joyopolis, which is a basic, basically a giant Sega arcade and theme park, mm-hmm. which seems pretty cool. So I might want to check that out. I know that they have a bunch of Attack on Titan stuff there, which is neat. Um, and I was also thinking, you could also do the uh, VR Mario Kart. Oh right, snap! Yeah. You could. Uh, that would be sick. Well, the VR, the VR. Uh, Mario Kart is over in Shinjuku, I believe. And I don't know if I'm going to have time to go to Shinjuku with the short amount of time that I'm going to be there. Um, so that'll be next time. That'll be for the summer of 2018 when I go. Um, however, I think what I'm going to do for hotel is because I'm only flying over there for a couple days. Capsule. I No, because uh, I'm going to have luggage with me too. I think I'm going to get a cheap hotel for at, at the narita airport they have hotels right in the narita airport and i think i'm mm-hmm. gonna book one in narita so that i can just take the train from narita airport back and forth and then i can just pack up and leave right when i have to go i think that sounds like a pretty decent idea it is or worse comes to worse and i'm not saying this as a joke i'm actually saying this as it is a legit idea you can actually just stay at a love hotel for $50 for the night. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, well, and that would kind of be the idea of a capsule hotel as well. Because they have capsule hotels in Akihabara. My only my only, only kind of qualm about that would be having to run back to the airport with my luggage to catch my flight. But if I'm already at the airport and I can just leave all my luggage at the airport, then I'm all Oh, right, 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 right. So that's my idea behind it. But when I'm going overseas next year to spend more time there, then I'll get a different hotel and I'll spend more time uh, thinking about what hotel I'm going to pick up. So You know what's funny about this? will just be an easier stop. Yeah. You know what's funny about this is this is actually running pretty well with our Wicked Anime five-year plan where we yeah. said that the first time we were going to go to Japan was in our, was in our fifth year. And you technically are doing that. However, the only thing that we're not doing is making a documentary while we're over there. Yeah, that was the idea that we were going to try to make a film documentary. But I'm going to be posting pictures and I'll send stuff to Jonathan uh, that he can post on the videos. Yeah, I'll try to send videos uh, and then... Or you can rather just record videos straight from your phone and then post it right to YouTube. So what you're also trying to say is Jonathan and I have to be very quick on what we should write for things to, for you to get at Akihabara. Yeah, basically. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to have space to get anything for you guys. Or no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, see, isn't that the easiest thing? If you get a, a small doujin at a doujin shop, it fits right in anything. Like, you can have a f- you can have a full suitcase and you'd still be able to fit all the doujins you could ever imagine yourself. <laughs> It's just going going through customs, like leaving. How yeah. many how many times do you think 
that people were leaving Japan going through customs. And, back to America? Yeah, back to America, and uh, the Japanese security at the airport was just like, oh, it's just another Dojin. bag filled with doujins. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I really do. Uh, so, I don't know. Would they just look at you judgingly? Or would they... <laughs> who cares? No, no. I'm, I'm not saying who, who cares. Well, I mean, actually, you do have to be careful about what you buy, because... Well, yeah. Well, because the thing is, is I'm we not... have talked about on our show before people being detained for for mistakenly buying or like child pornography. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not interested in any lowly stuff anyway. Well, so. that's not the issue. Yeah. The point is, is that anything anime could be interpreted as such because of the art style. Yeah, I don't think it will here in the United States, but I think it will in places like Canada and. Yeah, Canada is the worst offender of that. It is. That's where our, the story originated from, but I'm just saying, be super careful about that. I'm not like, even worried about it, to be completely honest. It I would make a great story about you ending up in prison. Oh, yeah, that would be so great. It'd be like, hey, guys, I get to stay in Japan forever. Yeah. <laughs> For the next 25 to 30 years. Um, But the, but the thing is, too, is, uh, is that, like, I don't even know if I'm going to buy doujins you know but i i mean am i gonna visit maybe <laughs> i don't know say hi to salamir coon for me yeah well <laughs> see and that's the thing like i just kind of want to ex- kind of experience it to see what it actually is to be in a shop like that in japan yeah like what is this actually like um but i think that when i go a lot of dudes with face masks yeah when i go <laughs> to akihabara i'm gonna spend a lot of time in the arcades I'm gonna spend a lot of time in figurine shops and Ooh, video game shops and like uh, secondhand figurine shops. Yeah, and I can go to video game shops and I can buy PS4 games because you know PS4s aren't region locked. Yep. Yeah. So, and that's that's probably where I'm gonna spend most of my time because I'm gonna be all by myself. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to. I can walk around Japan. Well, not whatever. Well, <laughs> you, within within touristy reasons, you know. But obviously, it's probably not going to be as exciting as going with somebody. But uh, hey, who is that I, white guy blurring Andrew WK wailing his arms around like crazy? <laughs> Mina san, taskete, taskete. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you have brought it successfully over to the east, let's bring it back into the west. <laughs> into the west. Yeah. I- I actually have a fan requested into the West specifically to talk about. Oh. Uh, but before I get to that one, I just want to note, a, uh, note real quick that the writer, the lead writer of Half-Life series released a script for Half-Life 3. Oh, yes. I read yes. half of it. How was it? It's really good. And I, I only got to the, got partway through it to find out where the story was going. Yeah. Uh, but as I was reading it, it was so sad because you just kind of know that it's never going to happen. Yeah. I and know. it's yeah. so lame. I mean, seriously, Valve and Gabe. Gabe. Newell, <laughs> like, how could you possibly leave a series off on a cliffhanger and never talk about it again? I was so hoping that we were going to go to E3 one year or we were going to watch E3 one year. And just in the same way that they did the Final Fantasy VII remake. They were going to do the most epic reveal of Half-Life 3 ever. Yeah. And we would all cry, and we would be like, yes, and we'd be screaming. finally happening! Because and then know. at the end it would say, available today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Because <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but I have been a fan of Half-Life 
forever. Yeah. I've been a fan of... Mm-hmm. I played Counter-Strike forever. I played I played Half-Life forever. Team Fortress Classic. Team Fortress Classic. Portal. Uh, and, and the thing is, is Half-Life is seriously one of the best games I have ever played. And that's not taking that lightly. It's dead serious. One of the mechanically strongest games I've ever played. The story is absolutely fascinating. The characters are awesome and well-written. And you're not going to finish the story. Yeah. Like, come on. And Alex is like a total waifu. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool. <laughs> she's really amazing as a character. Um, so the other thing that that I wanted to share, which was fan requested by, I believe, Temsu. Uh, he wanted us to spotlight the new season of Overwatch animated shorts. Yes. And they re- the first one they released was Maze Story, which was incredibly sad and depressing. But it was so good. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, man. Evan, did you watch it? I've only watched clips of it. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the whole thing. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, anybody who has not seen these Overwatch shorts, Overwatch may be better than Pixar. Uh, writing stories. Or like Blizzard? Y- yeah. Like, they Blizzard is just so good at writing stories and being so visually interesting. It's it's great. Uh, you see, this maze... is why I'm championing for like an Overwatch TV series, like an animated TV series, be it the CGI style that they've been doing with these, or even if it was like the animated style of the show, like the Doomfist reveal. Yeah. Um, oh I, my gosh, I know. that was awesome. Yeah, that's one that we never talked about either, which was pretty cool. That one was done by a Korean. The... No, no, no. The uh, the Shanghai Batman. Oh yeah, the same people who did Shanghai Batman. So it was it was Chinese. And you, speaking of which, too, seen... King of Fighters is also having a CGI anime series right now on YouTube. Oh really? What? Yeah, huh, I didn't know that. That's pretty. And cool. there's a new Street Fighter character that re- that got revealed. Yeah. <laughs> She's Egyptian. Does she walk like one? Ah, uh, uh, I don't know. Actually, maybe. <laughs> but she's great. She looks really cool. Jojo. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to throw that out there because we were saying a whole bunch of stuff got revealed. But yes, the the May animation is beautifully done, and I highly re- recommend that you watch it. I know. Uh, May's... When are they going to make a Tracer one? I mean, Tracer has been in almost everybody's. Like, she's been in... Uh, yeah. She's been in Widowmakers, and she was in the full opening cinematic. And... Zenyatta. Oh, no, yeah, I guess that was Widowmakers. It wasn't yeah. Zenyatta's. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was in... She was in the... Winston's, technically, her voice was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just want one about Tracer, because Tracer's still my best character. And cool. I'll have to see him animate the comic that they did for the Christmas time. You want to see Tracer kiss some face? Yeah. Well, not that, but it was a good story. <laughs> Come on! They used a lot of Disney tactics in it to, like, make you sad. Yeah. Like, they did some adult make you sad moments, but then they also played the, oh, Disney make you sad yeah. <laughs> sort, of, sort of thing. <laughs> And Snowball was the hero. That's that's, that's what I mean. Snowball is the greatest character in Overwatch. (laughs) Watch and find out why. Yeah. Um, Well, see, I've always liked Snowball. Yeah, the idea of Snowball is really cool. Even just as, like, playing Overwatch and May always has Snowball either on her back or floating around her. Yeah, because he's always, like, looking around. Yeah. Like, it's it's so amazing how he's animated. It gives him so much personality. But that's... Kind of the idea of Overwatch is just great animation, great storytelling through not giving a lot of details. I mean, they've told better stories 
in animated films in eight to nine minutes than some movies have done in its entirety. In its entirety, that star Ben yeah. Affleck. What I said? <laughs> that star Ben Affleck. Yeah, that star Ben Affleck. One animated movie, Ben Affleck. Ben. No, I'm just saying in in movies in its entirety, that star Ben Affleck. Oh, I, I, was, I, gotcha. you know, I was just making a joke again. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I, I thought you, were, but we were on animated films, so it I, doesn't I just, matter. No. And that was it to the West. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess w- today we're doing a spotlight to shorten the episode a little bit. Um, but we are focusing on our what we're watching and our Tapagachi is going to be the same thing because we're kind of going back to our... Remember way back in the day when we were doing Homowaku? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we kind of have one for you. Which, if you haven't seen... The Netflix original Death Note movie. Yeah, turn off the podcast now because we're going to spoil it probably. <laughs> yeah, gonna... yeah, we are going to spoil the crap out of it. <clears throat> it's, and it's not like it matters <clears throat> per se, but that kind of goes into the discussion. See, part of me thinks that if you are interested in watching this American-made Death Note movie, you've already seen or read Japanese Death Note. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not true. Uh, my buddy John. John has not seen Death uh, Death Note. One and... of, yeah, one of my friends, uh, Skyler, actually saw the Death Note movie too and had never read the comic or watched the anime. So, okay, so I, what did they think of it? They well, actually liked it. Uh, he didn't really know. Uh, and it was kind of because he also didn't have anything to base it off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, before we start, uh, start talking about it, I kind of want to start talking about the specs of the movie first, mm-hmm. which is it's directed by Adam Winger. Wingard. Mm-hmm. Wingard. And Adam Wingard is a director of horror films. Yeah, if you so, haven't seen Adam Wingard's stuff before, he's had some hit or misses, but his hits are hits. Yeah, and yeah. he's most known for his film uh, in VHS. Uh, if you don't know what VHS is, it's an... Anthology. An, yeah, it's an anthology horror film. That's a bunch of different movies from a bunch of different directors. It's kind of like the ABCs of Death. Well, he he also had a part in ABCs of Death as well. Oh, that, that's right. That's right. Um, but then, if we want to talk about some other stuff, he also did the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, the, the, the remake of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. But, but check this out. Oh, one other one real quick that I want to mention before we uh, mention what he, he's also done. He did uh, Your Next. If you haven't yes. seen Your Next, mm-hmm. it is fantastic. Yeah, Your Next is a fantastic horror movie, uh, and it's really cool. Now, so that being said, this version of Death Note is incredible. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Incredibly adult and very gory. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Exactly what he's... Yeah, Adam Wingard is all about amping up the gore and violence in everything he does. Like, we're talking about splattered humans and decapitations and blood flying everywhere and innards coming out. Explosions. Yeah, and so he loves that kind of body horror that really makes horror more horrific by just dismembering humans. Here's the difference, yeah, between horror movies that are gory... And Adam Wingert horror movies that are gory. Typically, Adam Wingert's characters who get dismembered or are decapitated in some way are just normal human beings that don't deserve to be in the position that they're in. Yep. Um, so it's kind of like a Japanese horror sort of thing, where in Japanese horror, everyone who dies didn't necessarily deserve to die. And I think that's where he fits into this very properly, because one of the movies that I also wanted to mention, he, the next movie that he's directing is Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yeah. And then after that, he's doing an American remake of I Saw the Devil. Which, oh. if you haven't Ooh. seen the Korean version of I Saw the Devil, you, you have got to. It. <laughs> it is the most effed up movie Ever. And it, but it's, it goes hand in hand right with all those other Korean revenge films, and it's yeah. an amazing Korean revenge film. Yeah, I saw The Devil. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm not positive as to how Godzilla vs. King Kong is going to go. Yeah. That <laughs> one is very shaky. A hard R violent Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yeah. King I Kong's going to rip people's heads off, and you're going to watch him chewing their bones. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, now going into the actual film itself. I really liked the beginning of it more than I liked the end. <laughs> and I think that was because none of the characters were consistent. Or and, good. And <laughs> and Light had an... They did a really, really interesting take on Light. Uh, where he was kind of quirky and kind of goofy and not very cool. Uh, so very but, American. Yeah, but they they kind of... Gave you this idea of, oh, he's smart because he does all the other kids' homework and sells it to them. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you know, that he gets in trouble for it. But then that never comes up again as far as how smart he is. Yeah. You just kind of have to figure out that out. Because if you could... Now, one of the other mistakes that people are making is they're comparing it to the anime. This has nothing yeah. to do with the anime. This is its own universe and its own completely brand new. Uh, it's almost take on the same that's way the, when they yes. made Agent Forty Seven Hitman. Oh my gosh, like, that's not even the same thing. No, that's just trash. <laughs> um, what so, I how I like to describe it, if you don't mind me saying how I like to describe it, I like sure. to say that this is sort of a continuation of the original Death Note universe. And what Ryuk is doing is what he learned from Light Yagami. Uh, I don't know, because it's still the same story, technically. Like, they're still following Light, and then the stupid high school love in- interest that they did with uh, with Mia. Who oh my suppo- gosh, Mia was the who worst. Is, who was supposed to be Misa. <laughs> um, and then, you know, instead of... His whole family being... His dad was still a cop, but his mother died. Uh, and and the ending kind of ties in kind of cool to that. But uh, overall, 
um, the story was really inconsistent and it was filled with tons of plot holes. And at the very end of the movie, they do this kind of thing where they were just like, oh, and Light Yagami was so smart this whole time. Here's how they calculated his every single movement throughout the whole movie. But they never, ever, ever once suggested that throughout the rest of the entire film that he could do anything like that. So why did they choose to do that only at the very end of the movie? Yeah. Uh Very inconsistent. Because anybody could have done what he did. Like the names that he was writing down, the, the names that he was writing down in the Death Notebook, anybody could have done what he did. There was no smart calculations about anything like that. And what's smart about him telling Mia right off the bat that he had the Death Note? That was dumb. He's like, yeah, he was like saying, you want to see it? I mean, like, I think it was supposed to be funny, but Andrew and I were laughing at it for the wrong reason. <laughs> like, it was just like, what? Are you serious? Like, yeah, well, he, he just wants to grab her boobies. Kind of. And I mean, I know the whole high school romance thing thrown into it was just dumb. Uh, and then it's not just death note every horror film that does that it's dumb it Uh, it, is a cliche that just stays in american horror movies yeah it it is and especially because like i don't know mia was so unappealing as a woman like she i just there was they didn't really present her with any redeeming qualities as to why light should like her yeah it, like, from the very moment that you see her in the first 30 seconds of the movie, you're like, there's something totally wrong with that girl. Yeah, and and it's it's just odd. And so they have, like, this whole thing where they're doing the Death Note thing as a tag team, and Ryuk is just an observer, but Ryuk is also kind of the bad guy. Yeah, and, they had that whole thing, don't trust Ryuk, written yeah, in the written Death Note. Yeah, written in the Death Note, which is weird because if they wrote Ryuk's name in the Death Note saying don't trust Ryuk, then it would technically kill yeah, Ryuk. Yeah, and then there was also that part where Ryuk said don't even attempt to, tr- to write my name in it. Uh, the the lo- last person the who last tried. The last person tried only got two letters. letters. But in the notebook, <laughs> yeah, it, it says, says don't, don't trust, trust Ryuk. Ryuk. <laughs> um, unless, of course, that's not his real name. Uh, I don't know. You mean like is that is that what he was saying? Like people tried to guess what my real name is, and they yeah, only, somebody's only gotten two letters. Correct? Maybe, but they never. That's what I was thinking. That. Yeah, they but... never once suggested that that was the case. Is the problem? Yeah. Um, and also, but can we just discuss how Willem Dafoe's performance as Ryuk was the greatest thing ever? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree. It, like. If you're going to watch this movie for... I, by the way, I'm just going to say it right now. I recommend that you watch this movie if you want to I do, too. See. Like, I, I, it's not the best movie, but I found it to be enjoyable. But people are hating on it so much that I think that it's hateable enough to be an enjoyable hateable movie. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. Um, I, like, I wasn't bored watching it. Nope. I, never once nope. was nope. I bored watching it. Never once did I say, man, I'm wasting my time watching this. Uh, I, I, I didn't feel that way either. And I kind of like the joke that, like, Light would say for time to time about the death. I was like, there's so many rules. Which yeah. makes me think of, oh my god, there was so much exposition through Death Note that kind of made it boring to watch. And they were making fun of that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you have this whole idea. You know, Ryuk is a bad guy. Like, it's a different take on Ryuk. And Willem Dafoe was basically made to be Ryuk. Willem Dafoe was made to be Ryuk. Yeah, Ryuk yes. was made to be Willem, played by Willem Dafoe. 
I think you should watch it just to see Willem Dafoe play Ryu. <laughs> uh, because... I think you should watch it for the scene where Light meets Ryu for the first time. Holy crap, can that kid scream like a girl or what? Well, that's another thing, too, I liked about this film, is because, like, in the Japanese version, when Light sees Ryuk for the first time, Light is like, Oh, Ryuk, I've been waiting for you. Whereas in the American version, Light sees Ryuk, and he's like, Ah! That's legitimately how he screams, too, and he does that for, like, five minutes straight. Yeah, it's... (laughs) I thought they did some really interesting things with this. It's it's very very. We haven't even touched on L yet. See, okay, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. We never talked about L. That was where we were, I was going to go next was L, uh, and L was very non calculating in this. He he was very easily influenced and corruptible. He he did not keep a cool head, but I liked what I liked what they were doing with his character until he broke character, which is what happened with all the characters, right? Like right. my opinion of this is that everything was great until all the characters became inconsistent with themselves. It's as if they established their story in the beginning and they wrote the script and they were following it. But then somebody's like, oh, crap, guys, I lost the script. And so they had to rewrite it. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a... And, and this is kind of going to go into a spoiler. So uh, maybe jump 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear this part. But when L goes to Light's Light house and tells Mia to leave the room, why would... That he... was the worst calculation you could have made. Yeah, why would he just let her go wherever she wanted to go? She was still in the house and still listening. And then, so she went to go get the evidence. Why would why would he think that that was a good idea? He's L. He should know better than that. And not only that, but how the hell did Mia even get out of the house without anybody finding her when the house was surrounded by cops? <laughs> you yeah. see, there was this part of me that thinks that this was another L. Like, again, I feel like this could be part of the main universe of Death, though, but it's like what Ryuk learned from, like, Yagami, he is now... Uh, pushing towards this American light. See, what you have, uh, Evan, is a fan theory. It is and, a fan theory, and, and which, which brings should... which brings me towards like why L isn't like the L from the Japanese and American version because there are more than one L. I think you should write on a forum somewhere this fan theory, and then like. <laughs> it will probably get some pretty good traction. Because, I mean, I, I follow you and I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> you should bring it up with the film theorist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, so, the other thing about L2, again, they did the same thing with L that they did with Light. When it's like, oh, we're trying to make him look smart and calculating, but you just, there's a lot of times where L says things where I ask the screen, like, hey, how'd you know that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I asked you a question, L. How did you know that? Like, yeah, they kind of moved along really, really fast, and L knew a lot more than he should have known. Like, there's a part... Uh, that's a spoiler. Um, well, too, it's we, too big of a spoiler. Oh, okay. Um, it's like the very end of the movie. At the beginning, they put light on the suspect list because of the su- or the, the death of the hostage situation. Remember the death of the, the guy who took everybody hostage and like he does a military salute and then he gets hit by a SWAT van. There is no evidence at all that Kira was involved in that killing. But But, L was, yeah, but but L was like, 
he has to be in Seattle because that was on the news and And that was the first Kira killing. It's like, how did you know that that was the first Kira killing? How do you know he wasn't just hit by a van? Like there was no, there was no Kira saves. There was no written in perfect Japanese that Kira did this. That all happened afterwards. But yet somehow L was watching local Seattle news and saw this hostage situation, saw the death. and was like, that was definitely planned by Kira who we didn't even know existed at the time of, (laughs) this planning and it's like how did you know that al yeah there was yeah there was a lot of plot holes in this movie but if you enjoy it kind of mindlessly and just kind of go for the gore and ryuk the gore was was great the gore was awesome but but again it was it was a very big departure from the original death note series because it wasn't gory and violent at all right yep it was i mean people everybody died by heart attack like you in in this american death note version you had to write down the specific way that they died and I think they, they did that so that Adam Wingard could put gore into it. Right. Um, and because that's his style. He likes gore. And that's fine. And he's good at it. Uh, but everybody died in the original anime series from just heart attacks. And I think there was only yeah. about one and, or two people in a movie who did die from a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, and that being said, it kind of added this extra dynamic to it that really made it more violent. And then, you know, they also added all the cursing and, like, everybody was just cursing like crazy, uh, which kind of was weird because if you have an anime fan who wants to watch Death Note, but they're younger, I mean, they're going to watch it anyway because kids watch whatever the heck they want on right. Netflix. But, but the original Death but Note anime gonna, was TVMA as well. Only for a little bit. No, like, because the beginning of the series wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that it was only the midway point when uh, the big changeover happens like there's, there's but nothing even bad happens no i in, know in the original death note there's no reason for it to be tvma except for the fact that it's boring <laughs> for mature audiences for, only but, because but, in regards to, uh, but in regards to the cursing it makes me think because when i first watched the death note anime and it gets to that episode and spoilers for people where they find out that light is kira and they shoot light and he oh. ju- and he starts screaming like PG curse words. <laughs> you would Darn not it. scream PG curse words if you were just shot. <laughs> well, I don't know. Even still, uh, uh, Inferno Cop still could keep it to Itai, Itai, Well, he well he well he threw some shits in there too. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, but okay. One of the biggest plot holes that I wanted to address in this movie, though, I'm not really too keen on the fact that you could write down 48 hours worth of instructions for a person to do before they died. Um, I wasn't super happy with that because... Of... I thought I thought that was in the original anime as well. There it was, is. like, something about that in the anime. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay, but that does not still not affect my my thought on this. Okay. Watari. Yep. Uh, yes. So we. Yes. Meet, yes. 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 And that so is, we. Meet, that is the biggest plot hole in this entire. Movie. We meet El's handler, Watari. That's all we know about him. His name is Watari, which is clearly a fake name because if you're in Japan, you have a surname as well. Um, and he even hands Light's dad his business card that is just a piece of of cardboard that says Watari on it, and now. It's 
You need uh, a yeah. You need a real name, yeah. a real name, a first and a last name, and a face in order to kill somebody in the death note. And there's a part in the movie where L starts controlling him for forty eight hours, light. and he just yeah, light does, and he just writes Watari yeah. in there, and that is the biggest mess up of the whole thing. It's like that wouldn't work because then because then by that standard you could just write L in yeah the, in yeah the, in exactly. the death note and it would kill him yeah. But so why could he do that for Watari and not L? Yeah, it was just oh my gosh, it, it that frustrated me to no end. And I think that the problem with that is they didn't have the ability to do the deal with switching out your eyes for Shinigami eyes, and you could. Oh my gosh, I forgot about All that right. was thing. Yeah, Ugh. I forgot about that. That was the biggest plot hole. Where uh, well, the biggest plot point. To the puzzle. The whole puzzle is put together by the Shinigami eyes in the original Death Note series. It's not brought up at all in this, which... Well, so wasn't so wasn't uh, the other Shinigami. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what was the name of the other Shinigami again? I don't care. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I, I really hope... That was a really big spoiler, Jonathan. So I really hope that everybody has seen Death Note. What's the, a big spoiler? The, yeah, the what? No, it's that's established from the very beginning of the series that you can swap out she, your yeah. you can you can trade your yeah, life away for you can trade it, 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 yeah, like you Ryuk puts it right out in the open and is it like L's like, "Hey, how can I kill that guy?" And and Ryuk's like, "Hey, I could give you Shinigami eyes, but it'll cut your lifespan in half, but you'll be able to see their name and how much life they ha- lifespan they have left." Hmm. It says that right in the beginning when they're talking about the rules. Honestly, I don't think L would have a very big lifespan because he probably has the diabetes from yeah that he definitely has beats um <laughs> i'm surprised he can kneel, uh crouch on his feet like that <laughs> he probably has some really sore feet crouching on those chairs with the diabetes oh, of man. Your on that candy <laughs> just saying i did like the way that this l ate candy he ate it uh, almost obsessively instead of just like as something that he enjoyed mm. yeah but he was eating candy in this one like he needed it like it was like drug yeah, like the way that he was eating, the, like the they had he had the all the papers out on the floor, and then he had that dish of candy, and he reached into it like he was a, a child grabbing, you know. I that. I actually really enjoyed L in this movie up until he was inconsistent with his character. yeah up until yeah. he broke he broke his major important yeah character point. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed how they wrote him. I just didn't think that he was smart, though. Like, people were like, oh my gosh, it's yeah, L, it's he's L. so he's the, smart. He's the smartest and they detective never, and they Oh, 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 oh. Uh, another thing, too, is they explain to you where L came from in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it was uh, this institute out in the middle of nowhere, and they would lock these children in a room by themselves for seven months and the ones who didn't go insane and got out were, like, the smartest minds of ever. Yeah. It's Which is where been, my theory comes in about there being multiple L's. Right. But it's been proven through science in... We're talking about, like, in real life. Yeah. That you can only spend three days in a room by yourself with no windows and no doors. Uh, just a bed and your essentials. Without go- without going insane, seven months is an is a literal human impossibility. You would be out of your mind. Yeah, which um, I think they covered in Old Boy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no. Uh, okay, so 
By the way, I'm just as a teacher, I'm just saying that that pedagogy does not work either. You cannot teach kids that way. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, so I don't. You guys know Vsauce, right? Yeah. On YouTube, I like Vsauce. Do you know Vsauce Evan? I've never heard of him. Oh well, he's a very scientific mind, and he's one of the top channels. On we got YouTube. A, we got a lot of our Uncanny Valley stuff for the waifu panel from him. So oh, okay. He he has a new show on YouTube on YouTube Red, mm-hmm. uh, and the first episode can be watched free off of YouTube Red. And that first episode is the science per- experiment of how long does it take for a human to go insane in a room with no windows, no doors, and no stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in there for three days and forgot where he was. After, after that three days, because because the human mind compensates for what time it thinks it is by visuals. So when you take out all the visuals and and nothing telling you when it's daytime and when it's nighttime, your brain, your brain can itself. no longer know when it is. And then when your brain has no stimulation, it also seeks stimulation in its own way. And when it can't get that stimulation, you start to go crazy and it only takes three days. How, how did you watch this if you don't have YouTube Red? No, like I said, the first episode was free. Oh, really? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's so, so they've already So they've already proven this through scientific theory. So seven months? <laughs> seven months. They, those children, children, <laughs> not adults, children with developing minds and needing stimulation is a literal impossibility for any one of them to come out unscathed. So is a notebook writing people... <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so, would you recommend Death Note? Yeah, I guess so. I would too. I, I would. I guess so. Everybody watch Death um, Note. So it's I like would... it's like there are bad things about it, but there are good things about it. And for me, there's just enough good stuff for yeah. me to give it a recommendation. So, I, I think the bad stuff is what I well, recommended. See, over. the thing is, is I hated Mia. I hated this dumb high school relationship. The characters broke their characters halfway through, but it was never boring. The gore was awesome, and Willem Dafoe as Ryuk was amazing. Yeah, and yes, though, and and that that those are my pros and cons for the movie. Yeah, so I mean, we came into this knowing that we were pretty much going to be bashing it the whole way through. But I mean, it's such a fun movie, regardless. Like, if you separate yourself from the anime well, world, well, yeah, it, it, you have to go in knowing that it's a completely different show. Because some people are saying it's terrible; don't even bother watching it. Yeah, I it's don't one think of those. Um, it's one of those bad good movies, like a movie yeah, you know I, is bad, but it's still fun to watch. Yeah, it's and so bad, that and you good. should definitely experience it for yourself and check out Adam Wingard's other other stuff as well. I agree. Oh, which it brings me to one last point. Adam Winger has this thing with his movies that he really likes synth new wave. Oh, that's right. The soundtrack was 80s. The soundtrack yep. to this movie did not fit. That yeah. was the big thing. In the original Death Note, everything was so epic with its choral and and classical choir, ah, you know, like this yeah. this orchestral <laughs> yeah. this orchestral doom and gloom music, but this one's like It kind of gave it a Nicholas Winding Refn feel to it. Yes! It, it to- really it, did. It totally did. I could see Refn totally but, making this film. But but there wasn't enough red lights. Wrong. <laughs> that's wrong, though, I think. For for this Death Note movie, that was incorrect. The incorrect way to do it. 
Yeah. It the so, movie, especially at the end, like what you were talking about, the ending to the movie, it yeah. definitely didn't fit. Like when the credits were rolling and they were playing music, didn't um, like that. The closing to it, they were playing this weird love love ballad song, didn't fit. And um and yeah, uh, I I've actually recently have picked up a liking since co- since college. So not recent, but since college, I've I've always liked synthwave and retrowave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially during Stranger Things. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, and that's the thing. Everybody's just like, "Oh, I like Synthwave because because of Stranger Things." I liked it before Stranger Things. So same here, you guys. Um, <laughs> Bunch of hipsters. <laughs> uh, and, and if you want some cool Synthwave bands, uh, check out Dead Life and uh, Anacro- uh, Anachronist. Can they're I cool. also throw in the Toxic Avenger because they're a great one from France? Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, they're, so, they're oh, some oh, guys oh. who are uh, scoring the Motherfuckers movie. Oh, oh. nice! And uh, and Laserhawk. Laserhawk is really good too. Um, those, uh, those, those are good synthwave bands, but it, they would not fit in this Death Note movie, and, yeah. it, and, and the soundtrack really did not fit in I, this Death Note movie. I think that's one thing that the anime did right, it was the soundtrack, the orchestral soundtrack was really what made Death Note drive home its feelings. Yeah. But and Maximum the Hormone. Pop- yeah. <laughs> that's true, and, that's and synthwave is popular now, so it would make sense to put it in, in a timely movie but it's gonna age the movie a lot yeah right like it's gonna be like oh this movie came out in 2017 because it has a synthwave soundtrack <laughs> or the 80s <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right that's uh about all we can muster for this yeah go so, watch death note <laughs> yeah yeah maybe, watch it. if you want yeah <laughs> so cool uh make and... a drinking game out of it <laughs> that would be the way to do uh, it somehow yeah Every time Ryuk is awesome. Every time <laughs> Willem Dafoe is awesome. Every time Willem Dafoe is awesome. Um, that's that's just a thing for life, too. Like, a- anytime you're watching a movie and Willem Dafoe shows up, and every time Willem Dafoe is awesome. Yeah. So, like, Boondock Saints as well. and mm-hmm. Especially the Boondock Saints. Grand yes. Budapest Hotel. Oh, my- oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, that was, like, his so, tryout anyway. as Ryuk, because he kind of had that Ryuk look to him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He always just looks like Ryuk, Kevin. This is... <laughs> He's always had that laugh. Yeah. Betsy, <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, spy, I crowd up the wall to spout. Um, was a firefight. So anyway, uh, we don't have any real fan service uh, this time around. You guys did send us messages, but they were kind of just participating in the thing. Uh, but so thank you guys. Oh, also thank you so much for all the birthday wishes. Yeah. We got we got a ton of messages uh, from the fans wishing me and Jonathan a happy birthday, especially. Um, <laughs> not- <laughs> not a not a uh, not a fan, but Victoria. She made that r- post for us on yeah, the Facebook she, yeah, page. Yeah, Victoria really just nice. got, got into the Wicked Anime that was page super and made a nice post. Yeah, that was really nice of her. So we're gonna uh, be hearing her a lot more on the podcast again because her schedule has cleared. She's become an assistant manager of a of a bakery. Yes, that eventually she's gonna work her way up to manager and make it a nakery. Nakery. Uh, but we can't really say that here. I know she, she's not here to go. No, yeah, we'll so do I, it again. I we'll, hate you guys. Yeah, we'll do that joke again next episode, and we'll. But yes, no, no, but we will forever so much, do that the... joke when she's around. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for all the birthday wishes. We really appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, Jonathan and I were both working on our birthday, and I and we didn't really do yeah. much. But uh, but the weekend before that was fun. Um, and, but we appreciate you guys. We love having you guys as fans. Last episode was just a joke. Don't worry. We don't actually treat our fans like trash. If you meet us, don't be afraid of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody comes up to see us anymore. I heard those guys make fun of yeah, you. Oh, who told you that? They did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, so uh, I I guess it's just we can just skip right to shameless plugs. Yeah. So if you guys want to join in on the conversation, maybe you already watched Death Note and you want to make some of your own notes about it. We'd love to hear it. 
You're on uh, Death send us over <laughs> your notes about Death Note or anything else that you heard at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we post all of our everythings on Facebook. That's our most utilized platform as far as social media goes. You can chat with us there, send us cool messages, and we, we usually respond pretty quickly as or as fast as we possibly can. Uh, you can also find us uh, at nerdyshow.com uh, slash wickedanime. If you're not already listening to the podcast there on you know SoundCloud, iTunes, etc., all those other places where you can find your podcast, and also our videos. But hey, our videos can be found over at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. Oof. Uh, where you can subscribe to us over there, where we do, in fact, have more videos in production right now. I was a lot busier this summer than I anticipated, so I didn't get as many out as I wanted to. But they are still in production, and they are almost at completion. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yes, they are, but I I hope they're going to come out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, so you guys can, in fact, keep your eyes out for those. We can't promise you a release date, but there are videos in production. Yeah. Uh, and of course you can find us at all the other social medias, uh, Twitter. You can tweet us at yo wicked anime. You can go to our Tumblr where sometimes we tumble, tumble things at wickedanime.tumblr.com. I've mainly just been going there to play the Tumblr game. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Now on. (laughs) And then, uh, you can find us sometimes on twitch.tv slash wicked Anna play. And also, Hey, maybe I'm going to shamelessly plug this again. If you want to help fund me on my trip and my seminar out in Japan, to make a cool movie for the Japanese people, you can send us PayPal money right directly to wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things that I want to hit too. Check out podchasers.com. Yep. Uh, I, there's a mobile version of it now. So people, really? Yep. So people can get podchasers on their phone and they can rate and review podcasts. Every podcast imaginable is out there. Um, I've tried looking for obscure ones and they're most certainly on there. Um, you can also uh, fund us on nerdyshow.com. Sorry, patreon.com slash nerdyshow. Uh, any dollar amount will get you extras, hours of content that has never been released. At $10, you can join us on the Nerdy Show Lounge, a hidden Facebook group that we can you can talk to us like we're regular people. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, non-monetarily, tell a friend. Tell a friend about Wicked Anime and Nerdy Show and how awesome we are and why they should be listening to us. Because they should. At least I think we should. They should. We're already listening. We like us. We like us. So they should like us too. Yeah. And we like and we like you guys. Yep. So because we like you guys and you like us and we like us, you should help other people like we us. We have a common interest. That's right. Wow. <laughs> that was the most showboaty thing I think we've ever said. Uh also, uh, to expound upon throwing us a rating review on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. We'll be happy to read it on the show. And uh, uh, it helps us get noticed by the rest of the community. The more reviews we have, the m- more likely we are to be seen on iTunes by other outlets or any other viewers looking for anime podcasts. So please uh, go Wicked Anime and all the shows on the Nerdy Show Network. You can rate and review us and we'll happily read them because we appreciate it so much. Also, I think you guys should email me. Tell me what I should go visit in Akihabara. Yeah. Well, uh, so email me either on Facebook 
or wickedanimereviews at gmail.com and tell me the things that I have to go see while I'm in Akihabara. That's a good, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. I will tell you for one, one thing's for sure, the first stop I'm making in Akihabara is that gutcha punch store. Yeah. Um, also, send us the weirdest places that you can find in Akihabara yeah. and, we'll re- and we'll talk about them on the show. Maybe that should be our next episode is we'll talk about what the absolute strangest things we could find in Akihabara and maybe you can go visit them. Yes. That would be funny. I will be there for a day or two. So (laughs) it'll have to be a short visit. (laughs) Or will it be a short visit? He could find himself a wife over there. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I never leave and that is just there forever. Just like my, uh, my Tokyo Eye review and never leave. Yeah, you, you predicted the future. I did. I did not. Don't <laughs> don't say that. All right, Evan, do your thing. Okay. So for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast. You can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and on the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at kingbabyduckesh, on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash omnistryinc. Like us on facebook.com slash bostonbastardbrigade and facebook.com slash landofesh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Esh, including The Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and Nerd Crave. I just finished um, recording a brand new unboxing video where I opened up a recent loot anime and the Monster Musume Deluxe Edition. If nobody's seen the video of me and Evan doing the super unboxing, uh, where we unboxed, what, five or six? Yep. Boxes, it's a good time. It is a good it, time. It was a lot of fun. And let me, it's a good video. And I gotta say, everything in this box, because the theme was comedy, was a winner. Like, nice. everything I'm keeping. Nice. <laughs> I totally forgot to mention while I was talking about my Japan trip, because I was just stretching while we were doing that, that my arms really, really hurt. <laughs> because I'm going to Taiwan, and yesterday I went and got all my vaccines. I uh, Not all of them, uh, but I got the major ones, the ones that they want you to have, which is hepatitis A, hepatitis B, mm-hmm. and typhoid. And I got two in my left arm and one in my in my right arm. And I was just stretching, and I was just like, ouch! <laughs> did you get, um, hurt? And then pe- did you get the one for Japanese me. encephalitis? What's that? There's one that you should really get. It's called Jap- It's for the shot for Japanese encephalitis. If you don't get it, you it's... Um, it's a it's a rare, it's rare, but it's good to get a shot for it. It causes your jaw to just like shut completely, and it makes you feel really ill. Oh, that's uh, I think that's that's in the uh, tetanus shot. Oh, okay, so it covered Cause, that. Yeah, because I um, I when they when they have tetanus and the tetanus shot is is actually two viruses inside of it. All right. Um, and because I because I when you go on you actually there's actually a travel Japan website, or actually no a travel health website. That you can go to, and it tells you, you just put in the country that you're going to, and it has a checklist of all of the vaccines that you need when you're going to that country. Ooh. So mm-hmm. Taiwan said it was recommended that you get typhoid, hepatitis A, and hepatitis B, and and tetanus. 
and then everything else was optional. Yeah. For Japan, it's just the tetanus booster. That's and then everything else is op- optional because they don't have any they don't have any tropical diseases over in Japan. It's yeah. Japan. Yeah. And the only thing actually over in Taiwan because I'm going to Tamsui, Taiwan and Taipei, Taiwan. Taipei is a big city. Mm-hmm. It's built up. It's all city and and nothing third world in it. And then there's also Tamsui, which is a suburb, which is the same thing. Uh, the only thing that they recommend is the hepatitis A shot because, uh, one, the typhoid shot doesn't make you immune to typhoid. It just lessens your chance of getting it. Hepatitis A is a shot or is a disease that when you get hepatitis A, you, you can only get it once. So everybody over in an Asian country has pr- pretty much already had it. So they can't get it again. So they're all already immune because you, your body produces antibodies and you can never get it again. Mm. And that only comes from either raw foods or, or waters. And, and I can only drink water out of a water bottle, of course. Mm. Like never drink water out of the faucet or anything like that. Yeah. Learning and growing. Yeah. And so my arms are hurting because I got lots of shots. <laughs> There's a little tidbit for all of you who stayed for after the shameless plugs. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We very much hope to see you or hear from you or whatever on the next episode. Remember, give us strange Akihabara places for Andrew to go. Please, please. (laughs) I I, I actually have a genuine interest in knowing where you guys want me to go or check out. I, I can't say... I mean, I'll... We'll, we'll, back po- we'll, on we'll post that all over our social medias too, just to be sure that everybody hears Cause it. Because basically all I'm doing right now is going off the map I have from Tokyo Eye and only in Japan. Yeah. So, NHK, woo! Did you know, though, that the next episode's release is going to be the day that you're leaving? Like, the next episode? Yeah, so this episode comes out on September 7th, and then the next episode comes out, out on September 22nd. Oh my god! Right? That's crazy. Right? Yeah, so that is nuts. You're gonna you're gonna be here for the recording, but then you're gonna be gone the very next week. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so I think that's all that we can muster for this episode. So thank you for listening. It's time to sign off the only way we know how. K bye. Bye bye. in the middle of Tokyo Square and just go Ayurame! Um, that's, That's Spanish! Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.